Good evening from the Cast Me to Hell campfire with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And welcome back to the campsite for our fourth time as we look back at the classic campfire stories, a tradition that is old as time itself. Cavemen would scream noises to scare each other. Knights would tell tales of the nightmarish battles they had seen to scare others. These could come in long takes or short moments. To celebrate another year of Cast Me to Hell's Halloween fun, we celebrate again the campfire tradition with stories both short and long. Did you know that in 1948, the world's shortest horror story was written by an American writer, Frederick Brown? It goes like this. The last man on earth sat alone in a room. Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. Ooh, would you answer the door? Do you react to the noises we hear in our everyday lives? The distant noise while you shower, the banging noises on the dark winter nights, the creaking of the doors on those stormy evenings. Well, let's see how you do with our next spooky tale as you listen for a... Creak. Creak. What was that? It is a faint sound in the distance, but I hear it. Crack. Was that something snapping or is that something trampling about? I am in my room reading. It is quiet where I sit except for the burning fire. I hear a crick. It is just the old house settling. I am letting my imagination get the best of me. I hear another crack. Perhaps it is just a small animal outside my window. Whoosh! Was that the wind? I stand up and I peer out my bedroom window. It is a clear night with a full moon. Laughing at my nervousness, I return to my book. Creak! I bravely chuckle at the sound. Crack! How could these simple sounds make me so nervous? Whoosh! It must be a really breezy night. Did I hear that in the house? As I stare into the fire, my nerves are rattled. I need to regain my composure. Crack! Whoosh! Will these sounds never cease? Closer. It must be getting closer. I put down my book and I close my eyes. I desperately try to think of something else. Creep, bump, crack, bump. I move quietly towards the door. Another. I step back. Yes, it's getting closer. I stare at the door, trying to see through it. I reach the doorknob. My hand is shaking. I no longer can wait. Creak. A loose floorboard stepped on near the door. On the other side. I slowly open the door. <laughs> is that enough silence for you? Could you feel the noises? Can you hear them round you now? What's that knock? What's that thump? 
What's that creaking at your door this eve? I guess we shall never know. But for this next couple of victims, they know very well what is coming for them. At Axe Murder Hollow. Susan and Ned were driving through a wooded, empty section of highway. Lightning flashed, thunder roared, and the sky went dark in the torrential downfall. We better stop, said Susan. Ned nodded his head in agreement. He stepped on the brake, and suddenly the car started to slide on the slick pavement. They plunged off the road and slid to a halt at the bottom of an incline. Pale and shaking, Ned quickly turned to check if Susan was all right. When she nodded, Ned relaxed and looked through the rain-soaked windows. I'm going to see how bad it is, he told Susan, and went out into the storm. She saw his blurry figure in the headlight, walking around the front of the car. A moment later, he jumped in beside her, soaking wet. The car's not badly damaged, but we're wheel-deep in mud, he said. I'm going to have to go for help. Susan swallowed nervously. There would be no quick rescue here. He told her to turn off the headlights and lock the doors until he returned. Axe, murder, hollow. Although Ned hadn't said the name aloud, they both knew what he had been thinking when he told her to lock the car. This was the place where a man had once taken an axe and hacked his wife to death in a jealous rage over an alleged affair. Supposedly, the axe-wielding spirit of the husband continued to haunt this section of the road. Outside the car, Susan heard a shriek, a loud thump, and a strange gurgling noise but she couldn't see anything in the darkness. Frightened, she shrank down into her seat. She sat in silence for a while, and then she noticed another sound. Bump, bump, bump. It was a soft sound, like something being blown by the wind. Suddenly, the car was illuminated by a bright light. An official-sounding voice told her to get out of the car. Ned must have found a police officer. Susan unlocked the door and stepped out of the car. As her eyes adjusted to the bright light, she saw it. Hanging by his feet from the tree next to the car was the dead body of Ned. His bloody throat had been cut so deeply that he was nearly decapitated. The wind swung his corpse back and forth so that it thumped again against the tree. Bump. Bump bump. Susan screamed and ran towards the voice in the light. As she drew close, she realised the light was not coming from the flashlight. Standing there was the glowing figure of a man with a smile on his face and a large, solid and definitely real axe in his hands. She backed away from the glowing figure until she bumped into the car. Playing around when my back was turned, the ghost whispered, stroking the sharp blade of the axe with his fingers. You've been very naughty. The last thing she saw was the glint of the axe blade in the eerie, incandescent light. Ooh. Well, I don't know. Stopping the car because of a little rain. 
Hardly something to lose your head over. You know, Rob, I finally got my dream job at the guillotine factory. I'll be heading there soon. Anyway, we must be heading to the final story of this Hallow's Eve. And if you have podophobia, then this one will truly terrify you tonight. It's called The Big Toe. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. He tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So he gave it a good hard jerk and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it into the soup and we'll have it for supper. That night, his father carved the toe into three pieces and they each had a piece. Then they did the dishes and when it got dark, they went to bed. The boy fell asleep almost at once, but in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a voice, and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared. But he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It will never find me. Then he heard the voice once more. Only now it was closer. Where is my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it will be gone. But soon he heard the back door open. And again he heard the voice. Where is my toe? It groaned. Then the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen, into the dining room, then into the living room, then into the front hall. Then slowly they climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside his door. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. His door opened. Shaking with fear, he listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark towards his bed. Then they stopped. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. You've got it! Well, after those spooky stories around the campfire tonight, I hope that you all sleep well on this Halloween night. As we extinguish the flame from round the Cast Me to Hell campfire, we wish you a very happy, happy Halloween. Halloween.